It's Friday evening here in Moscow, and I'm Alan Moore. This is Capital Sports 2.0. It's warm, staying warmer. We've had no, uh, how shall we say, rain or storms today, which were expected. So now we have a chance to talk about sports. So I'm going to welcome on to the show very, very quickly. We'll have uh, Alex B coming on shortly. I'll say hello out in Tumen to Andrew Flint. Andrew, are you well? I uh, certainly am. I've had a day at the Dacha, I've had Shashlik and sausages, plenty of exercise and fresh air, and to top it all off, capital sports, so it couldn't be better. Double N, how are you in the, uh, well, not too far away from me here in Moscow? Yeah, I'm okay, fine. Uh, just prepared my dinner, and I'll be heading straight away to eat after the show. Oh, nice one. I think Eastold Cody's going to do the same thing. Eastold, how are you doing in Dublin? I'm good. I'm currently being mauled by a very furry dog. So, of course, today is the 12th of June. It means it's Russia Day. So big celebrations here. We're expecting fireworks um, at around 10 o'clock here in the capital. But we're going to start off with fireworks of our own. We're going to speak about some very interesting, let's just say, announcements the last couple of days. Uh, before we begin and get into some dirty dealings in boxing, the Japanese, Singaporean and Azerbaijani Grand Prix in Formula 1 have been cancelled. Now, we know that in Austria, they're going to hold back-to-back. We've spoken about that before, but those three in Asia are off. Yesterday in Sevilla, in Spain, of course, it was the Sevilla Derby, Sevilla and Real Betis. Fans were outside the stadium. Surprise, surprise. We knew it was going to happen, but they went ahead with anyway. So there's fans outside the stadium. With Barcelona coming back, of course, um, they seem to be in a bit of disarray, but Messi and Suarez, they're both fit for the end of their season. As you mentioned, or I didn't mention actually, it was on a, a different show that Roger Federer, is out for the rest of the year if the year is going to start at all in tennis uh, because he's had um, I don't know what it's I don't know what it's exactly called it's not a silent ban but he basically had a setback from a knee operation that he had in February so he is out um, right so we're going to straight away to two men to Andrew Flint Andrew you have a couple of tasty football stories for us to begin with over in England, um, in London, Deli Alley has been given a one-match ban for an insensitive tweet. Um, well, not a tweet, it was a video that he recorded in an airport uh, nearer the beginning of the coronavirus outbreak when he made a reference to a man of Asian origin. And it was behind his back, in fact, it was, it was sold to news outlets by a friend who I'm assuming is no longer a friend. He's shown contrition. He's been given a one-match ban. It, it really was quite stupid, I'll be honest, to make any video like it at all. So a one-match ban is, I think, at least a reasonable um, reasonable reaction. But at least he's shown contrition. So, But, yeah, that would be a one-match ban for him. Well, um, on, uh, Andrew, if, 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 it was a, if it was a white player doing the same about a person of colour or a person of a different race, would it be just a one-match ban or would they be thrown out of the league altogether? Yeah, very good question. I mean, the, the, the example that springs to mind was the, the quite ludicrous defence that was somehow passed as admissible by Wayne Hennessy when he made that um, gesture with his right arm outstretched and in that Crystal Palace team bonding photo, then claiming not to know who Adolf Hitler was. Um, I, I mean, it was the most ludicrous thing ever. The fact it was even entertained as a possible defence, not knowing about uh, somebody I think most people probably should know about, that paints half a picture. Um, uh, we've, seen, we've seen people attend various parties 
for various forms of entertainment um, within the English Premier League already. And we've seen just idiotic breaches of rules that have been set, um, which haven't been given one match ban. So uh, I don't want to say completely, but I think signs do point towards that being possible. But at least Daily Ali has shown uh, a sensible reaction to it. Uh, so I hope you will learn and everybody else will learn too, most importantly. The uh, football returning all around Europe is is obviously uh, a focus for a lot of people, and in Spain it's come back and come back with with an absolute bang. Uh, Seville derby, Sevilla against Real Betis was last night. And Real Betis are well, really having a, a bit of a nondescript season in mid table, but Sevilla are right up there. Um, they they won two 0 um, two goals in the second half, so they are now only six points behind Real Madrid. But more importantly. They are giving themselves a bit of breathing space, points on the board at least, for Champions League places, which is realistically what they will aim for. They're never quite going to be title, realistically title contenders uh, this season. So that's back with a bang. We've got Italian football back tonight. We've got Coppa Italia uh, semi-final. Um, I mean, you've got to bear in mind as well, these are the two countries in Europe that, other than the UK, were most heavily hit by the coronavirus. They've dealt with it to a degree where they are able to stage games um, um, sooner than other countries. So it's a, it's a positive in that sense. The second leg, Juventus against AC Milan tonight. Um, and then uh, tomorrow, Inter Napoli. It's, it was 1-1 in the first leg. Juventus uh, away from home, so they have a slight advantage, I guess. And I would expect them uh, probably to uh, to go through in this one. They are stronger side by some distance than okay. AC this season, anyway. Quick round-up, what's coming up this weekend in Central Asian football? Because you've convinced me to, to give it a watch uh, after your 30-second round-up. Oh, that's nice to hear. So, yeah, um, Turkmen, Yakura Liga is back in action this week with reigning champions Alte Nasser. They, they have had a match today and they, they obliterated their opponents, Nebechi, with 7-0 score oh. today. It's the highest score so far in the league, yeah. And they remain at the top of the league. They are with 30 points and with one more game to play. So the rest of the match are going to take place tomorrow, uh, tomorrow evening. So you can watch that, I think, from 3 p.m. Moscow time. And uh, moving back, moving to Uzbekistan, uh, there are some surprising like actions that are take, being taken. So, for example, a couple of uh, clubs they propose to their spectators to send them their photos to be printed out and to be seated, so so to say, in the yeah, stadiums. Okay. So yeah, so um, that's a strange initiative by those games uh, by those clubs I mean so yeah if if you feel I, I, I will we'll post, post the teams and we will probably be able to send the pictures as well why not, so, why not? and uh, how about is the Kazakh league back in this weekend as well yeah Kazakhstan is back and uh, Kyrgyzstan is back to training so they're expected to be starting again restarting again soon as well but no official announcement has been made yet for mm -hmm. Kyrgyzstan and Tajikistan, they have accepted uh, FIFA, I think it was FIFA 
suggestions to place five uh, substitute changes in a match. Oh, right. So okay. three changes in a game and two in a... Uh, so far, I think that's it. So recently, FIFA posted the new ranking, I think, on their website. And there is no change as well as the other teams, I think, in the worldwide. No okay. national teams change and that's including Central Asia. It's huge, huge, gigantic boxing news for us. Uh, it broke yesterday, I believe. There will be a fight between Tyson Fury and Anthony Joshua. It has been confirmed. Uh, they both signed two, uh, two two-fight deals, so maybe that's for like a rematch, or you know, if if there's like a clear winner, then they can just move on with that other fight. But yeah, the kind of like the big controversy here was that Tyson Fury posted a video saying that he just got off the phone with Daniel Kinahan and he agreed that you know that's who we got the information from. That's who we had to call to make this happen. Hold on, now we're going to, like Easel here is going to jump in on this in a second, so. Alex, hold your breath for one moment. No, ho- don't hold your breath, but just wait for one second. Easelt. All right. Daniel effing Kinahan. Okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> well, I'm, I'm going on Bob Arum's um, most recent comments, both on national TV in Ireland, um, on an interview he also did yesterday with a questionable YouTuber, and him saying that, in fact, we are all wrong. Daniel Kinahan is in fact a businessman, an honourable negotiator and one of the most influential people in boxing that he knows. He gets stuff done. Daniel Kinahan, to those of us living in Ireland, is also, as we're all aware, known as the head of the Kinahan cartel, who have brought a blight of drugs, uh, weapons, feuds and deaths onto Irish shores and globally, but... The important thing is that Bob Arum and so many in boxing think he's a great guy. What kind of re- reception have, like, say, boxing writers or, or, or boxing people been giving him? Well, he's had the likes of Roy Jones Jr., and Badu Jack. Billy Joe Saunders is obviously chief cheerleader. But lots of big-name boxers have come out to say what a great guy Daniel Kinahan is. Um, Journalists in Ireland, both crime and sports, have been very, very vocal on the issue. In the UK, as of today, I was pleased to see that some of the bigger papers, particularly on the non-sporting side, so more on the news reporting side, are giving coverage because, obviously, uh, Leo Varadkar, our Taoiseach, brought it up, was, well, discussed it in the Irish Parliament yesterday after it was brought up by another member of the House. Um, And a few of the sports journalists in the UK, so the big names that you would expect to cover it, Dan Rowan in particular, has taken the mantle and is starting to discuss it, and Paul Hayward. But in terms of boxing journalists, the silence is definitely very disappointing in the UK. Okay, just hold hold on a second, right? Because this is what Tyson Fury, I'm going to play this, this is what Tyson Fury uh, came up, because he he credits Kinnan for getting the deal over the line. So this is, of course, Tyson Fury, who is the world champion. Uh, just informed, I'm just after getting off the phone with Daniel Kinahan. Uh, you just informed me that the biggest fight in boxing history has just been agreed. Give me my boy! Uh, big shout out, Dan. He got this done. Um, literally over the line, two fight deal. Uh, Tyson Fury versus Anthony Joshua uh, next year. One problem, I've just got to smash Deontay Wilder's face right in in the next fight. Um, and then we're going to the fight. Okay. okay, that's the Gypsy King. The man that, you know, 
has lied his way through failed drugs tests. Um, he's kind of... The, the well, he's associating with a glorified drug dealer, so exactly. it all fits in nicely. Alex B, what's the reaction like over yeah. in North America? I'm reacting to what you just said in a very spectacular fashion. I did not know any of that. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> But this is exactly what we Everybody want, is someone to, to react hearing yeah. it's new. Well, look, I had, to, I had to look this guy up because I didn't really know who he was. And my man has gangster as his full-time occupation on Wikipedia. <laughs> so I don't think that they're really trying to keep <laughs> you. That's kind of, that's, that's been my reaction. Hold on, are you, are you, are you for real? That's in which case I've got a question about that description because I think scumbag yeah. would look better, but <laughs> that's <laughs> <laughs> all right. Let's try. Let's try that again. Let's try that again. Okay, Alex, are you for real that his Wikipedia profile says he's a gangster? I am. I am for real. That if you look up the name Kinahan on Google, uh, the one that's going to come up is going to be the drug kingpin. I don't know what his first name is. I apologize, but it's gonna also Daniel Kennehan is gonna pop up as as a gangster. You you may you, you may know him by his gangster esque exploits. I'm I'm sticking by my scumbag comment would be a better description, but it is kind of amusing that that's what he comes up as. Because of course, when you type in his father Christy, you learn about a drug dealer who was known as the Dapper Don. He took his time in prison to improve himself by becoming more familiar with the law to make himself more difficult for lawyers to deal with and Gardi. Um, when I, I think the problem or the perfect example is what Alex just did there. Alex Googled, saw information and went, this isn't someone who you really want to think about being credited with something on a global scale. The problem is boxing... <laughs> The boxing community, so promoters, boxers, etc., they can't even say they're ignorant to the position now. They know, they just don't care. And I made this point when somebody, a well-known boxing trainer, tried to suggest to me that, you know, Daniel has done so much for boxers. He's given guys who wouldn't have previously been paid. They would have been mismanaged. This is all now happening for them. And I'm like, I'm fully in favor of boxers getting properly paid and treated. But... If we take that that money comes as a result of what the Kinahans do globally, that's not good enough. You can't decide a boxer's career matters more than human lives, which is what is literally in question. Okay, let's like a lot like the, the Kinahans have faced off now, or facing off now against the Hutches. The Hutches, who many Irish people would know um, if you've watched the movie The, the Jet, Monk, you know, yeah, The Monk, and you know, uh, these people are just scum of, the, scum of the earth. And no matter what you say, they, they've been involved in drugs, murder, prostitution, extortion. They've brought shame onto Ireland, shame onto the street, shame onto Dublin. Uh, we've covered it to Christy Kinnan, the father, uh, before, how he'd even learned Russian in, in, you know, and Spanish so he could, like, converse with, like, hoodlums from other countries. This feud began in 2015 with the murder... Uh, of Gary Hutch, who's a, a nephew of Jerry Hutch, who's the monk, where he basically, he survived an attack a year before, but in September 2015, he was in Spain, and he in Marbella, and he was chased around a swimming pool by a balaclava-clad gunman who shot him dead in a private private apartment complex, okay? So the, these, the, this guy supposedly 
an associate of the Kinnikin gang. And this is, that was the first, and there's been a further 20, uh, 19 people murdered, okay? On my way home from work today, I work in and around the Docklands area. I passed by two houses where there was a funeral held because it was well publicised on Portland Row, connected to that, and another two spots where people were shot in connection to it. And that was just on my drive home. I also drove by the Regency, but that was due to Google Maps. A very real thing for people in Dublin. And it's a very scary prospect that he could be sports washed in this way. Um, okay, we're going to leave, just park it for a moment, okay? Because something else Alec, uh, Alex has, it's as important in this, but I just want to cover just for a moment. Alex, Lonnie Walker, uh, something came out just, uh, just a few hours ago. Um, in an interview. Can you just tell us about it? The basketball player for San Antonio Spurs. He was uh, playing on the bench for the San Antonio Spurs. He averaged about five points a game. He was kind of known for his crazy, like, hairstyles he has. Like, he, if you, like, find pictures of him, has, like, that, like, his hair was, like, standing like a tower, kind of. Like, it was, <laughs> it was weird. But he um, said that, that he's had hair like that because he was abused as a child and that was his kind of way of like trying to protect himself just having long hair and then now he's been like crediting that his like performance and and they and the nba wasn't as good as he would want is like where he would want it to be and he said that that's partially because of the um you know mental kind of thing just keeping him in place the same thing with the hair the hair was just you know him trying to protect himself now he's kind of Saying how he just moved on past, and he's yeah. So he, we'll see how he'll be in the when the NBA kicks off again. Because he said it was that that his haircuts, his behavior was well, his hair was a cloaking device, something that he can control. He wrote on Instagram just a few hours ago. I was sexually harassed, raped, abused. I even got accustomed to it because being at that age, you don't know what it, it what is what. I was a gullible, curious kid that didn't know what the real world was. I had a mindset that my hair was something that I could control. He's only 21 years of age. How is he, just first of all, how is he as a basketball player, Alex? Well, again, that was kind of true that he hasn't really been performing to, uh, to the level where he could be performing. But, you know, at his age, there is still he's still got like a very long time playing basketball ahead of him, so... Like, you know, it's kind of too early to tell, but, you know, there's people, uh, you know, normally it's around, like, it takes a couple of years in the league to get really adjusted. But it has been big news. It has been. Honestly, there, the other stuff has been going around with, with the teams that will be returning, the teams that won't be returning. There's been, you know, yesterday I saw a report that there was going to be only 14 teams returning. And so amongst all that, that kind of, Oh, sorry. That's that, that was fake news. There, there will be twenty-two teams. Okay. Right now, but, but amongst all that, the Lonnie Walker situation was still like very big. This it puts everything into perspective. Um, I'm going to ask sorry, Andrew. I want just to ask you about that with with Lonnie Walker. We we saw that, of course, and we covered the sexual abuse cases in England and English football. I think that now. Uh, that clubs are more aware of it, that they're going to be, they're going to make it safer for kids. Say, for example, in Premier League academies, the the extent that uh, the the abuse that it's it's really hard to even conceptualise what has been said. I think I think clubs now know that they will be exposed, um, they will be held to account 
because people are slowly, and I'm not in any way saying that this is done deal, it's problem solved, but people are feeling more supported when they come forward. They realise that they will be backed. And I mean, that may be perhaps being a little naive on my part. I, I don't know, but I would like to believe that, you know, that the example we've seen over, over at Crew Alexandra, where it's, um, we're talking about decades worth. I mean, that is about as endemic a problem as you can get. But people are speaking out. Um, okay. I, I mean, it's a, a, a shocking, a shocking um, story to hear about the, the NBA player, but yeah. I hope it will be a sign that things will be done. You said he was 10 or 11 when it happened to him. I think there also needs to be, as we move into a more modern era, where players are going in, depending on the sport, um, at a younger age into academies, that there is going to be, and I think we're going to see it growing, a focus on putting in place supports for players and young athletes who are abused outside the coaching system. Right. So let's say a young guy or a young girl who is abused outside that system, whether it be related to the sports area, but I think there's going to be a more holistic approach to, and I know in some child policies, it is becoming more like that. Basically, like the, it's the shiny shirt. Yeah, shiny shirt. 30 seconds to tell us, okay. Why English boxing media, in a large part, are ignoring the Kinahan link? Shiny ringside passes. I don't need 30 seconds. Access over <laughs> morals. Morals? <laughs> <laughs> 10 seconds okay uh, Andrew I just want to win the speed contest <laughs> <laughs> I think you've won hands down already <laughs> Andrew uh, question to you is there any morality or any level that sports journalists won't sink to no comment there I've beaten you two words <laughs> that was bitter uh, no in, in all seriousness in all seriousness the, the power the power of access speaks louder than almost anything else People just simply cannot give it up. I would be mortified if my Fekatu men third tier of Russian football press pass was taken away. So can you imagine what people get to go to these shiny boxing events? Not a chance. No, uh, access counts more than anything else. Okay. Alex B, I'm coming back to you. UFC linked with Kinahan, with all these people out in the Middle East. Should, should fans boycott fights? Uh, that's, it's going to be a hard thing to do, but I think that, that definitely would work. But again, like, I think there's just going to be a lot more fans that would just care about the fight than about what's going on than, you know, to actually, this was very easy for me to find. Again, I just looked up the last name and I immediately saw like what he did, how many people died and all that stuff. But I just don't think that the average, you know, person who wants to see this fight would go that far. They may not have the choice in Ireland if okay. the main broadcasters follow our Taoiseach's advice. Yeah. They're, okay. Yeah. Alex, lovely. Finally to you, Double N. Double N. Should broadcasters, like main broadcasters, state broadcasters, allow the t any fights with fury that's related to these drug criminals? Simply put, I think, yes. Like, I want to win the contest in the sharpness. <laughs> <laughs> One word, yes. <laughs> I could go longer, but you know we have less than a minute, so I'll just pass that time to you. Okay. <laughs> Folks, we're going to come back. We're going to do Monday evening, okay? Monday evening.